Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. It is a hard Knicks life. A hard Knicks life. Oh, it's a hard Knicks life. Mm. What up, Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is Gucci, Craig? What? <laughs> what? It's Gooch. I don't... It's Gooch. We should start it's over. Good. That is uh, embarrassing. Girls, Who are you pretending not, to be right now? It's not a word old people like us use. What's Gucci? Is your son oh, yeah, using you that? You start saying it, and you're going to like the way it feels. Who, where'd you get that from? Where do you get it from? Uh, I used to say it at work all the time. To your employees. Did they laugh uh, yeah, at you? Yeah, like we used to say we used to say it to each other. We all used to say it. What's Gooch? And are these What's older Gooch? people or younger people? It's a mix. Uh, definitely not in the older people. I'm probably the oldest. So younger. Any of them. Yeah. So when you left the huh. room, they probably laughed about it and, and no. made fun of you. No, we're peers. No, they definitely made we're fun peers. of you. We're peers. No. You guys are out of touch. That's all it is. Trust me. It's a definite no. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. You're not as, I don't think you're cool enough to say that. Yeah, I don't think so either. All right, well, no. how you feel. Never heard you say that ever. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't say it to you guys because you guys, you know. Would make fun of you. Because cool we're going to do, we're gonna no, do no, this. No, I don't think that's what it is. You know we'd make fun of you. Okay. Well, because he doesn't want to—he doesn't want to talk about it for three minutes about how stupid it is with us, which is what's happening. Now. You get used to it. You start saying a lot. You get used to it. You're gonna like it. All right, I'll open up the show from now on. What's Gooch, Knicks fans? And what is Gooch, Barry motherfucking D? <laughs> it's all Gucci here, Greg. Okay, uh, and good day to Jet. Good okay, day Anderson to you Hooper. as well, Craig. Gucci. <laughs> oh fuck. It's not a Gucci, Nick's life, by the way. (laughs) This life is not Gucci. Guys, remember to leave us some ratings and reviews wherever you listen for Hard Knicks Life merch. Go to hardknickslife.threadless.com and check out our YouTube channel. Link in the description below. It is fucking Gooch. It really is. It is Gooch shit. Gooch shit. Can you say Gucci shit? (laughs) Nah. No? I think that defeats the purpose. (laughs) And please... Subscribe to the one podcast that is going to demand an apology right now from the uncle that we never even knew we fucking had. Barry's uncle. Uncle Funkle? Uncle Funkle. Jay, play voicemail number one. Barry, it's your Uncle Funkle in Miami. Uh, Your aunt wants, I should say, thanks for the crumb cakes you sent. They were delicious. Uh, but I don't thank you for the crumb cakes, because I know what you boys do to the crumb cakes. It's disgusting. You're stooping the crumb cakes. Look, I get it. It's an attractive baked good. I I knew a guy back when I worked in the garment district. I don't name names, but Lou Goldstein. And Lou had a thing for Entenmann's chocolate blackout cake. You couldn't bring it into the break room, because the cake would disappear, Lou would disappear, and all of a sudden you hear noises coming from the bathroom. 
So I understand the concept, but look, Barry, you got a beautiful wife, a beautiful family. Like we were all happy when you got married. The whole family was happy when you got married. And to a woman, that was a surprise. I didn't see that coming. Uh, anyway, look, think of your family. Think about what you're doing. Lay off the baked goods. Okay? That's all I'm saying. Now, here's the deal. Uncle Funko, why is Barry... First of all, do you know that there's anyone on the show besides Barry? Because you, you only mention Barry every time <laughs> well, you call. Well, it's his uncle. It's blood. He's going yeah, to focus on Barry. Why, 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 is he, why, is he, why is he focusing on me, number one, that, that he chose me to be his nephew in, in this whole <laughs> yeah, shtick? And Barry's and not the shtick. one who fucks because the crumb cakes. Funny. It's Jay. Jay's the one fucking the crumb cakes. It's true. I mean, yeah. but maybe Barry is, and we maybe Barry, maybe his uncle knows I've never from even... Barry's dad. I don't think I've ever even joked about no. doing the crumb cakes. Maybe you do maybe you've cakes. told your dad that you do. And My so you went from your dad to your uncle, and then that's how it got there. Listen, Uncle Funkel, it is very disrespectful to call into the show. Or he's actually leaving video voicemails, mm. by the way. Interesting. Okay. To every time only acknowledge Barry, all right? <laughs> Do you, do you realize it's there are three own. people in the show? You say hello. You pay some respect. You should say hi, Blandy. In this order, hi, Craig, Barry, and then Blandy. This Please. is his shtick. It's it's him reaching out to his nephew, his long distance nephew. Well, he's confused with the crumb cake. Now you're now you're now you're uh, backing him up. It's you're defending your stick uncle. Together, Craig. Family's got to stick <laughs> together. <laughs> uh, and he thinks you fucked the crumb cakes. It's it's fucking. He's a little off, Uncle Funkle. Guys, football might be over this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops from all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. BetOnline is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. Well, six losses in a row. Mm -hmm. Losers of 10 of our last 11 games. Only the Houston Rockets are playing worse than us right now. They, they're on an 11-game losing streak. Okay. Mm -hmm. We stand alone at number eight in the Tankathon standings. Actually, not alone anymore now that I'm looking at it. We're tied with Portland at number eight in Tankathon standings. Quentin Grimes is out. Right, He came in for a few seconds and dislocated his kneecap. What was it, 14 seconds, right? I don't even, it's been so bad lately. I don't even remember if we talked about Rose being injured again in the last no, show. Is that the last show? It, no. It's ha happened, happened right after. Yeah. Two straight losses to the new look Sixers. But guys, at least we have fucking RJ Barrett. 46 points against... Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, 54 points and 13 assists over the two games against Philly. Aside from the one month that he had, I think it was November, where his numbers were really down, maybe he's what we have to be excited about this season. That's pretty much it. Barry, is, is all we have RJ right now? Right now, that's all we have, Craig. That that's all we have to hang it. on to. That's it. That and the hopes that we get lucky with a certain ping pong ball. What else is there? They they they're they're nose diving in the standings, which again can be a good thing. And yet RJ continues to be rising to the top. 
It's kind of interesting how they are nosediving, but RJ seems to have turned a corner. And while the Knicks are going like this, he's going like this. Right? Yeah, and they're playing against good competition. They're playing against good defensive uh, defenses. His his bag has just gotten so good. He's facilitating now more than ever. He had he's seven doing it at all three levels. In the last game. Yeah, yeah, he's been fantastic. He's been a, a joy to watch. And I mean, I think is his ceiling, if anything, probably just got pushed a little bit higher with what he showcased the last couple of months. Yeah, and you're seeing some of these like opposing superstar players, like right, Jimmy, Jimmy Butler. Butler. James Harden, like giving him props after these games because, I mean, he scored 46 points against, not all against Jimmy Butler, obviously, but against Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat, who are not bad defensively. And there's RJ, 21 years old, 46. uh, I think a couple days later, Morantz had 52, right? And everyone was going crazy about that. RJ had 46 points, RJ Barrett. Honestly, I never thought we would see that many points from RJ Barrett. No. The game's not long enough for him to drive into the lane that many times, score that many points with how slow and he moves. He easily could add 50 if, you know. Yeah, and and Blanderson, you, you looked up recently like what he would have to do to end the season average at 20 plus, right? Yeah. It was like he needed 23.2 over the last 21 games. And that was before the, the game last night when he scored what? 28? 30. 30. 30. 30. All right. Yeah. So. so Right now he's at 23 a game. Right now he's at 18.9 points per game. That's great. 5.7 rebounds, 2.7 assists. He's getting close to I mean he, he's going to surpass Randall by the end of the season for the score oh, lead, I'm sure. I think on the Yeah, next. I don't I don't think there's any doubt about that. Randall's right now at 19.7 and he's at 18.9. It's and he's just going up and up. Right his his monthly output has gone up every month this season. Latest, uh, I think last month he scored like 29 points a game. No matter what, this season can't be a total waste because I think we see, and I think the Knicks are even seeing, tell me if I'm wrong, but does it seem like the front office, maybe what they spoke to Tibbs about was going with RJ as the lead guy here? Because he just seems to be bringing the ball up more. The offense seems to be running through him way more than Randall. Have you noticed that, Barry? Yeah, and I, I think it's not something that just the front office noticed and has talked about. I think the entire team sees it, um, and even Julius has relinquished, you know, his his role a bit to RJ, and he's going to let RJ continue to ride the hot hand. I mean, look, Julius already signed his deal. You know, he's he's here. So if RJ is cooking, and RJ is continuing to develop, and Randall, um, you know, is an intelligent guy, why wouldn't he let RJ have the spotlight, especially? to take a little bit of the focus off of him. You know, at least there'll be something good to talk about. And there's, what, 20 games left in the season. So why not go out this way? Meanwhile, Mitchell Robinson, have you seen these, like, social media posts from Mitch talking about, like, complaining about ball movement or the lack of ball movement and not being a part of the offense? And then there are reports that him and the Knicks have been talking about extensions, but they're nowhere close Yeah, in, in numbers. Do you think he's complaining? Is that a complaint against Julius Randle just not being part of the offense? No. I don't no. think it's a shot at Randle. I think it's a shot probably at Tibbs, you know, the the way the offense is, is being run right now. Um, and, I, I mean, it's almost like a mute point. I think that the chances are slim that he's going to be in a Knicks uniform next year. It's just so unlikely. Really? You, you think? Yeah, I think it feels that I way too, so. yeah. Because the, the amount of money he's going to demand – I just don't see the Knicks giving it to him. Yeah, I don't they think Mitch is going to settle for And yet for they a... still have Noel, you know, for next year. So it's very right, unlikely. Right, but only next year, right? 
I mean, yeah. that third year is an option. Right. Team but Mitch has, Mitch has injury history, you know, they'd be taking a big risk by signing him to a big deal. So I don't, I think it's on both sides that probably the Knicks aren't enamored with having to sign him to a bigger deal. And he hasn't, let's face it, any player who's been here hasn't had a great experience, you know, just, it's, it's a lot of pressure losing, losing so much. He's a frustrated, he's not a part of the offense. Why would he stay if he's not going to get the money he wants? And he's probably not going to get the money he wants. Yeah, but does he really think he's going to go somewhere else and be a bigger part of the offense? Yeah, he probably does think that. You but know, why? What would the make gra- him the grass think is that? O- the maybe, grass is maybe, always greener on the other side. Here's one, Blandy, a point guard. I mean, every other team in the league has a fucking point guard. And he, guess, that would but, make a big difference for his game. I mean, look at how yeah. well he... Look Like RJ, when he was finding him all those times in the last game, right? He was getting more opportunities and lobs from RJ. I think one of the biggest problems why he's not part of our offense is because we have no fucking point guard. Or at least no point guard that Tibbs thinks is worthy of fucking playing. Tibbs, by the way, what'd he say? He called Deuce McBride a situational player. And he's going with Alec Burks as a starting point guard or in the starting lineup. I don't even know if you have to, if you call him a starting point guard. He doesn't seem to play point guard when he's in. But because it's the best option they have. The best option they have. We've lost 10 of fucking 11 games here. And Tibbs thinks he's going with the best option. You can't, there's no possibility that there's a better option out there on the team. It's not even possible. He doesn't even want to try. Doesn't even want to try. Jericho Sims has been getting some time. Definitely a, a concerted effort to get him minutes. Yeah, he's- in he's three games since the break. Although Taj yeah. got in there for a bunch yesterday. He did. Jericho Sims is like the sixth man now because Mitch ends up in foul trouble early and Jericho Sims is like the first guy off the bench. Where that seems obvious to me that the front office told Tibbs, you got to play him over Taj, over Noel. They're not good enough to be taking minutes away from Jericho. But is Tibbs, is Tibbs about that? He seems to get frustrated with Jericho on the floor making mistakes. Yeah. But his effort is always there. He's trying to knock every loose ball and re- offensive rebound to his own team. I love seeing him out there. Me too. There's something pleasing to the eye watching Jericho Sims play. Really? I don't know what it is. Yeah. I don't yeah. I don't know. He looks clunky to me. Clunky He he look, he looks he, I know he's not their youngest player even though he's a rook, but he looks super young and yet he's in this strong body. Um, I think there's talent there. You know, obviously there's talent there. Otherwise, Tibbs wouldn't have him out on the court. So Tibbs, you know, sees something that could be had. I like watching him play. When you say do, talent, do what do you mean? Like, do you mean offensive talent or just defensive talent? No, I mean I think he's got athletic talent. Does he have offensive uh, talent? No, those are two right. different things. I think defensive talent, defensive talent, rebounding. He could be a force. I mean, then he had a, he's a got, bunch of good, like Barry good, said, um, he's got situations great, against Embiid. Got a great body. Mm, great body. But he can stay, I mean, he can defend like these bigger guys and he's, he's not overpowered by them, which I think a lot of rookies and even Mitch at times is. I think I love, I think he's just extremely active and he never gives up on a play and is, you know, I think it's worth losing a little bit. I think he got a lot of heat on social media about missing some play calls, not setting a pick when he was supposed to. Can Jericho rookie. Sims can Jericho Sims talk? No, I don't he think can, he, right? I don't think so. I don't think I've ever heard him speak. Yeah, I've never seen him talk. He, is he a mute? <laughs> I don't think he's a we mute. We would probably have heard that, right? In the in the at the combine or in the scouting report. <laughs> I would think so. Yeah, it would have come out. 
What do you think about that, though? Tibbs, this is the best option he has to start Alec Burks. What has Alec Burks been doing lately? Do you, do you have his numbers, Jay? Let's see if I can find anything quick. Yeah, for, for what his role has become in that starting group, yeah, you might as well not have him out there. It's like having have anybody else out, out there. there. He's not bringing the ball. Sometimes. He's not bringing the ball up at the start of the games. RJ is. What is he giving? Like, why can't you just? Why can't you start someone else? Let's see. Uh, well, first of all, in the six-game losing streak, in the past six games, he's posted the worst plus-minus in the entire league at minus 52. In 24 games as a starter, 3.3 assists, 33% from downtown, 33% from the field. Honestly, 3.3 assists for a Knicks point guard isn't horrible. <laughs> well, the last time anybody averaged, a, a point guard averaged a decent amount was Ray Felton when he averaged nine whatever it was, 10 or 11 years ago. And then meanwhile, Deuce McBride is like lighting the G League up. He comes in for just a couple minutes against Philly, hits set three. He looks, in the few minutes we see him, I think he looks good enough to try. Tibbs would rather go without a point guard, be the only team in the NBA that has a starting lineup that has no point guard in it. Is there any other team in the NBA who has that? that I mean, does. you've got teams that have combo guards, but they're clearly guards and they're sharing backcourt duties. But, but no, I don't think there is, Craig. <laughs> we got like three small forwards that we start. RJ, Alec, and Fournier. Randall and Mitch. Like that what the fuck kind of starting lineup is that? Tibbs thinks he's gonna like revolutionize the fucking game. Give Deuce a chance. Give Deuce a chance. Look, I was looking at the names the other day of the, the players in the G League. I mean, come on, the G League is a joke. It's a joke. There's like one or two good players per team. And the rest, I mean, they're, they're, it's not they, Deuce's fault though that I the G League is a joke. Like, the guy, look, he's, no, he was drafted the into thing, the NBA. He's on an NBA roster. Know, Let him play NBA I know minutes. It's not his fault, but it's the people talking about like his numbers. Like, all right, it's it's the G League. Get real. Come on. Okay, but he's shooting like he's leads the G League in three point shooting. The three point line is the same three point line. But the players suck. So what? You're going to get the same shots in the NBA. You think Not players are Not necessarily. The defense yeah, is going to be a lot better in the NBA. The defense sucks in the Come NBA. On. Come on. Everyone can shoot from anywhere whenever they want. Come on. I don't buy it. I mean, maybe give him a few more minutes, but I mean, people call He's him shooting 52% from three from G League. You don't think he can think match? You don't think he can think match what Alec Burks is doing from the three-point line? Oh, I'm sure he can hit 33%, sure. Look, you want you want to you want to say that the numbers aren't real when he's going to the paint and he's going hard to the basket? That's fair because that's that's night and day. I mean, you're talking about bigger bodies, experienced bodies, huge centers clogging the lane in the NBA, but in the G League, I I give credence to that three-point uh 52% Barry, you gonna you think the numbers are the numbers? Come on, get real. No, that's not gonna happen. I'm not. I refuse to have this argument with Jay for like the third week in a row. I know. I know. <laughs> it's not gonna break me. It, you know, if he's not playing, but it's one of the things on my wish list I'd like to see. That's all. It kills you a little watching Tyrese Maxey do what he's doing for Philly. <laughs> he's good. <laughs> While you watch Emmanuel he's having quickly, a great year. just like I don't know, he just. Isn't as good as you want him to be, I guess. No. <laughs> I mean, look, Tyrese Maxey is, I mean, it looks right now like he, he's light years ahead of quickly. Light years. Look, they're, I mean, he's averaging they're always like 18 gonna, They're always going to be compared to one another because they shared a backcourt at Kentucky together. Four they picks were, apart. They were picked. Yep, four picks apart. They got the same type of hair. But uh, Okay, maybe that's not Maxey a Maxey shoot like 40% from three. 
and he's averaging like around 18 points a game. I mean, Tyrese yeah. Maxey plays. And James Harden gets there, and his numbers even go up. Yeah. Go figure. And Tyrese Maxey is just like a, I love quickly. He's fun to watch. But seeing Tyrese Maxey like charge down the lane, go hard at the basket, the speed he plays with, like quickly is more like a. Quickly's fast, but he's herky jerky. He like run around, see if you can catch me. Like he fl- he's, does these <laughs> floaters, you know. He's <laughs> I don't know how to describe quickly. It's like he's a little annoying, like Nat running out there. But Tyrese Maxey is like a force. He's like I'm gonna go over here now. Now I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna go over here now. I'm gonna go over here. <laughs> right. I'm gonna go uh, in front of the three point line. I'm gonna come back and throw it up. I mean, <laughs> right. He's not like a normal strong player, and Tyrese Maxey seems to be. More like an NBA player. Guys, you want to listen to some voicemails? They are brought to you by NordVPN. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for. What? I said, no, That's nothing's more important than that. To give you peace of mind while you are online and with all the threats that you face today on the internet is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you'd never, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under just $4 a month. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash B-L-E-A-V, or use the code B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan. It's also risk-free, Blandy, with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Have you had to give back your um, your NordVPN? No, and I don't intend to. It's great. I told you, it works really well. So, I, you know, oh. or it would work really well if I was using it to do something illegal, but I'm not. So, but if yeah. I was, it would work really well. Great. Well, let's hear who called in this week. All right. Dr. Dickey up in this bitch. Let's fucking go. Dr. Dickey here. Just got a little update. Some real bad news. Derek Rose just going under a surgery today. No updated timetable on when he's going to be coming back. So that's going to be shit for us. Lovely. More Alex Burke. Yay. Hashtag sarcasm. Ugh. Yuck. Uh, fucking Blandy killed the news this week with respect to how he normally does the news. Oh my God. It's always bad. This was like kind of average with the, the Dickie smash. That's nice to know. I got fans in the voicemail. Shit. Hell, maybe every Tuesday, Thursday, Tuesday, Wednesday, something like that. I'll record with my streaming setup. I'll give y'all some real fucking news, some real NBA news. Y'all just spice that shit in, Craig. You know, just splice it in. That's how we fucking do. All right. Peace out. Word to your mother. (laughs) Word to your mother. Yeah. Word to your uncle. Okay. Hashtag in there. Like, I'm down. If you want to, you know when we do the shows, like Wednesday, Thursday, you leave a voicemail with all the, you get all the news in there. And it'll really just fuck Jay up that week. If you get all. Why are you you encouraging him? Because I think that would be fun. You You don't like it? No, I, I like Doctor Dicky, but I don't need to hear Doctor Dicky news. Hmm. I think it would be interesting to hear. Hmm. I think people would agree, Barry. Hmm. Yeah. Everyone loves Blandy doing it in the Doctor Dicky voice. Why not just give them Doctor Dicky? Well, how do we know everybody loves me doing it in the Doctor Dicky voice? Do we have voicemail saying that? 
Last week we played it. Yeah. Yeah, we had we have a voicemail saying that. Oh, a voicemail. Well, we yeah, got something. Right. I, listen, Brandon said you have to do we it have every zero week voicemails voice. saying they don't like it. <laughs> we're we're in the midst of trying to cook something up for the to spice up the news. Correct. That is true. So yes, big things are in store. That's right. Blandy, if this goes the way we are all planning on it going, he will never do the news in his regular voice again. That's right. So we got some good stuff coming up. All right. So here's another one from Dr. Dickey. Dr. Dickey here. Look, Leon Rose, look, you have got to get rid of Thibodeau for the sole purpose that he is so stubborn when it comes to minute rotation. Out of all the coaches in the NBA, he's probably the number one that is like so up at the front office, like, I don't give a fuck if you fire me. I'm going to play who I want when I want. That's what he does. And it's all in the guise of winning games, but at the end of the day, is he really winning games? No, he's not fucking winning games. Not this year. Last year was his first year with the Knicks. Randall just decided to ball out for a contract. He got his contract. Then he went and had his kid. And now he's come back to the Knicks. He looked lethargic for the first one-third of the season. The second one-third, he was hit or miss. And this last one-third, he's probably going to ball the fuck out because there's no chance that we make it to the fucking playoffs. And he's got to make the Knicks, you know, no. He's got to let the Knicks know that he's worth all that money that they signed him for. Right? No. No. Trade him. In the offseason, Leon Rose has got to do a better job at managing the roster and the fucking coaching. I love Thibodeau. I didn't mean to sound harsh on Thibodeau, per se, but Thibodeau is not the right coach for our team currently. We need a different coach. Somebody said a couple episodes ago, can't remember which one of y'all three, but we need a developmental coach. I really apologize for ranting like this, but I feel like this is all valid information that should be discussed every little bit. Don't just fucking take one or two points from this, y'all. Y'all should like literally have a notepad at notepad out while I'm talking. Take points from this. Discuss every one of those major points. I probably dropped at least five major points in there of talking for y'all. All right. Real talk. Well, we have to we have to like rewind it. Life, and y'all are the ghosts. Oh, that's what for all of his points you mean? We gotta yeah, you got to tell us uh, to get the notepad out before you start, not at the end. <laughs> well, look, look, he mentioned he talked a lot about Julius Randle and how awful Julius Randle is. You could make an argument Julius Randle's having his second best year in his entire career. Obviously his efficiency numbers are down, but he's up in um up in uh, rebounds, he's up in assists. His point average, you know, is up there where it should be. You could average the second best year, you could say it's the second best year he's ever had. Listen, it's still he's still Obviously it's going to come down 19... from last year. What is it, 19 and a half, 10 and like five and a half or just under six? Clearly, it's not yeah. last year. I mean, he's shooting 30%. Right. And the percentages the are awful and you know, right. insulting. And I'm, I'm just trying to make a point, but um, which is useless because we know that the effort wasn't there most of the season. And, and, and you know. But is Thibodeau, I mean, we've talked about this. We don't, we think. I, uh, I don't it, think Tibbs should go. You do, you do, Craig, or you did. I did, yeah. I, I mean, at this point, yeah, no, I still do. I still don't think he's the right coach for this team. I mean, he doesn't change the starting lineup. Whether it's Kamba or Alfred or Burks, he's got this like fascination with sticking with his gut 
in that point guard spot, or even in his rotations, like Dickie said, and being so stubborn about it. And we are one of the worst teams in the league. We're on a horrible streak right now. Isn't that when coaches usually try different lineup combinations yes. out? Just you see if so something clicks. You know, yeah. Tibbs doesn't want to change because he wants the bench to stay intact because they're playing so well. The starting lineup plays so fucking well together. He doesn't well, want you to know what it is, that. Craig? Their Come offensive on. schemes are so elaborate that if he starts mixing up guys with one another, yeah. they just wouldn't know what to do. No, I mean, every everyone's operating so well where they are. We should just leave it all the same. It's It's like to think that everyone's playing well where they are when we are playing how we're playing is like lunacy. Yeah can't explain it hey what's up guys so i got a question for you guys how do you guys like compare how you started watching the next game the beginning of the season compared to how you watch them now because i remember for me in the beginning every three point that was made every alley-oop dunk i was excited man ob quickly i was really excited with all these talent that we had and uh you know the, the performance they would show every night but now I just like sit on my couch and just watch it. Like I'm watching a fucking Netflix series or some shit. It's not exciting no more. I don't know. How do you guys watch it? It's a great, great question. It is, a, <laughs> yeah, it is actually a really great call. Really great. <laughs> because He's look, spot on. He's right on the money. Because I, I still get excited when the Knicks go on a run mm. or they're behind or, you know, they, they get these scoring bursts. But always in the back of my mind not in the back of my mind the forefront of my mind even when i'm watching with my son it's like wow they're up 15 now it doesn't matter it really doesn't matter because you just know you, you just have this feeling that they're going to lose you know we've said no it all, all how, yeah no lead is safe we say it over and over and it's totally true you know you saw it again against philly the other night you know it what was it the third quarter 38 to 19 they got outscored so that happens again and again. I mean, again, I still root for them to win. I can't root for them to lose. But with every loss, you know, I don't I don't care. Yeah, beginning of the season when the winner's game day, I'd be fucking excited and pumped all day. I get to watch my Knicks that night, you know. And the days when they're not playing, you you like miss them. And right now, I I don't care. I don't care that it's game day. You know, and yeah. and when it's time to watch a game, I, I lay down on the couch and it is just like he said, it's like you're watching a Netflix show, a Netflix oh, show so that you're not even, it, right? <laughs> that, yeah, that you're not even crazy about watching. You know, it's not like you were waiting for Ozark to come out and now it's, it's finally out. habit. It's just habit now. This is like- or it's something that's on in the background while you're doing other stuff. No, this is like, like when you go on- Sunday. When you go Sunday's on game. when you go on Netflix and you're like you don't know what to watch, so you're just searching for something, and you eventually like all right, I'll give this a try, and you just fucking watch it. Like I watch a game and I don't care whether they win or lose right now, so I don't get excited about play. The only thing I get excited about is RJ, but it's just like making me not miserable. It's not getting me like off of my couch, you know. It is a totally different vibe. And even when they were up, they were up against Philly. I was like, all right, who cares? <laughs> yeah. You know, they're probably going to lose it, like you said. And if they don't, I don't even know if that's a good thing. What does a one win against Philly get you? Nothing. It gets you nothing. It gets Tibbs thinking he's right about the starting lineup for another 20 games. One fucking win. It's a great what did, call. What did Tibbs say the other day? He likes what he sees. Right? Wasn't that the quote? Because, he said he likes what he sees? Means... He said that? Yeah. He said he likes what he sees because it lets them know where they are. Lets them know where they're at. Where's your Thibodeau voice? 
they're at the bottom. Where's your fucking Thibodeau voice, Barry? You know, this is good for us because it, it lets us know where we're at. <laughs> These games are good. It's the best we got. Is that the best you got? Have you You're, been practicing? I think, no, I think the impersonation yeah. is good. I think it okay. is good, but you. have you been practicing or no? Yeah. <laughs> you should be practicing a it lot. It sounds a little like, different this week. It sounds like it has gotten a little better. At least once a day, you should be practicing for like five, ten minutes. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll come back to you. <laughs> Good. All right. What's what's up next, Blandy? Hey, fellas. It's DB. You know, the amount of energy that has been put into worrying about whether Deuce McBride is getting minutes is fucking ridiculous. Thank you, DB. Okay, listen. Don't get me wrong. I want to see Deuce play because I've got nothing else to watch right now. Okay, I get it. No one, none of us have anything to fucking watch right now, so we want to see Deuce McBride play. That's great. But, you know, if, if blowing it up in the G League was an indication of anything, then Izzy Brasvakis would be a fucking good player. He was fucking lighting it up in the G League. Jimmer Fredette wouldn't be playing in Uzbekistan, wherever he is. He was blowing it up in the G League. It's the G League is an indication of nothing. Okay, what, we're Thank just you. gonna not pay attention to the fact that all the people who are professional uh, evaluators of talent in the NBA have decided that he's not quite ready. So let him get some burn in the G League. But the amount of energy is insane. And this is just a sign of how fucking pathetic this season has been, that fans are losing their minds about whether a second-round pick is getting any burn. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you know, listen, there's plenty of reasons I want Tibbs out of here, you know, but, uh, you know, this is not one of them. And But besides, what, what other coaches coming in here to make things better? You know, you can give the keys to Johnny Bryant, but you're not going to see results. You know, I, I'd like to honestly, I'd like to see some stability and some maturity from the Knicks leadership. You know, uh, how about for once we work through adversity without firing people willy nilly? We always want to blow everything up. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just feeling like a kid living in a dysfunctional household who just wants his divorcing parents to stay together. <laughs> uh, that's, that's sometimes how I feel. But I feel like we need stability. Anyway, one last thing. I want to give a mid-season award um, to someone who I I think I doubted at the beginning of the year, and I wanted them out, but um, but they've really grown on me, and that's Dr. Dickey. No, I was wow. on the verge of calling to ask you to stop playing <laughs> his terrible takes. He's got some terrible takes, but I got to tell you, I was wrong. He's grown on me. He's hilarious, so keep it up. Look at that. Okay. Dr. Dickey, man, you need your own show. Um, I he's got great points about DB has great points about stability and if, uh, not if blowing keeps, shit up every time. If uh, if, if Doctor Dicky keeps getting like people calling up like that are fans of his, he's gonna have to come up with like a nickname for all those little fans. You know, like like Lady Gaga has like her little monsters, and like you know, don't people don't superstars have like names for their fans? I think yeah. you call them like little little Dickies or Dicklets yeah. or. Well, he can't be little Dicky because isn't that the so what Who cares. Yeah, Dicklets. I like Dicklets. Dicklets. That's a yeah. good one. Um, just really quick about his comment about the G League. I'm just going to read off a couple of names here. These are the leading scorers in the G League. Justin Anderson, Craig Randall II, Carson Edwards, Nick Stauskas, who is the name, but Mason Jones, Sabin Lee, Quindary Weathers, Trevelyn Queen. Like, who okay. are these? Are, these I are understand nobodies. that the G They're League nobodies. is just the G League. There's, there are no. I, I get it. The difference is, is that our team sucks, and we have no point guards. None. 
All right. And he is on the team. He's on the Knicks team. He's not just some fucking random guy blowing up the G League. He's on the Knicks roster. We fucking drafted right, him. They drafted him. In the second round. It doesn't matter. He's on the team. It's We're not like clamoring for some no name in G League. We're just saying give Deuce to some more minutes than you're giving him. He's on the fucking end of the bench ready to come in. And we're starting Alec Burks. We're not, we're not starting, a, we're basically starting a blank body out there, I feel like. Right, but I mean, the, I look at it like this, and like you said, you, we don't want to get into it again, but there are young people that are playing, so if he's not playing, then clearly he's not showing them something that at least somebody like Jericho Sims, like Jericho Sims is getting burned now, so clearly Jericho Sims is showing Tib something either in the games or in the games and in practice. And don't you think then if McBride was doing that, that he'd be getting the same opportunity? I don't, think, I don't think Tibbs, Ch- he's Jericho Sims people. was not Tibbs' choice. It's not, he was told, I mean, he was told to play Jericho. There's no way he would play Jericho over Taj or Noel himself. Think about Quentin Grimes then. I mean, Quentin Grimes was getting you know, a lot of time. I mean, you know, he so earned it's it. not as if he's, Quentin, Quentin he's Grimes not playing it. younger people. He is playing younger people i don't i don't understand the love affair with alec burks but listen i think i don't think we don't have to waste any more energy on this but i don't think deuce should be starting or playing 30 minutes a game i just think he should get a little bit of time i don't for a team that's going nowhere and lost 10 of 11 games i just think it's surprising you don't give deuce mcbride a little bit of time barry do you need deuce mcbride to start the fucking game just want to see what he has out there exactly before the season's over Every year, the Knicks fans go crazy about one young player at the end of the bench who doesn't get to get any playing time. Like Frank. Every season, we've got someone like that. This year, it's Deuce McBride. There's a great chance that Deuce McBride is never anything in the NBA. He never becomes anything. He's out of the NBA in three years. There's a, I'd say that's a 95% possibility. Still think when we're headed to the lottery and a top pick in the draft, why not just see what he can do when we don't even have a point guard, Tibbs thinks that can even play start ever. Oh yeah. Take a guess on who it is, motherfuckers. Tibbs, what is he doing? He needs an elbow drop from the heavens. I don't understand the rotation. I don't understand what we're doing. Playing these best we're taking us nowhere. It's time for a youth movement. Dig it. Now, the question I want you guys to answer. In the offseason, is there a way for us to get Zion? Oh, I know he has a health risk from New Orleans right now. He's out of shape, etc. But I have a feeling, joining his friends in New York, Reddish, RJ, Things could change, most definitely. He doesn't want to be a New Orleans. That's obvious. Mm-hmm. Now, <laughs> got a package you built around Randall, who had success previously in New Orleans. What do you guys think? Answer. Oh, yeah! I know I know how we feel nope. about Zion. I know Blandy does not want Zion. Too many injury issues, and he's got fat legs. He's got fat everything. Did you see the Mardi Gras thing? Did you see what they did? I did see that, yeah. The, the, was that a float or a painting? Yeah, it was a thing on a float, yeah. yeah. What they call him? 
one ton? One ton. Z ton or something like that? Yeah, one ton. I don't even know. Because it looks like Zion when it's written out? I guess. I mean, I think you could make a move for him. And I think that the Pelicans probably would be. I think I think there's going to be more interest in Randall than people think. He, like Barry said, his numbers are good. He's not having the year he had last year, but his, he's got he scores, he gets assists, he's got rebounds, he's a triple double threat somewhat regularly. I think it is possible since he did play for the Pelicans that they might be interested in him. I think he'd probably fit in good there, replacing Zion in that in that position. Oh, look at that! Oh wow! Well, yeah, Have you seen that Barry or no? No, that's not nice. Um, it's pretty it's to scale though don't you think I think it's to scale I don't get that excited about Zion Reddish and Barrett I'm excited about RJ I'm not that excited about Cam Reddish what I've seen Uh, I know some Knicks fans are and I wouldn't be that excited about Zion I would be excited to see Zion play for the Knicks the problem is even if he was on the Knicks he wouldn't be playing because like (laughs) Landy keeps saying the guy doesn't play yes is he awesome does he can he take over a game is he electrifying? Can he be one of the greats if he stayed on the court? Yes, to all those things. The problem is he hasn't showed us that he can do that in three years. No. He can't stay on the court. He's played 85 games. 85 I will, I will games. say this. I will say this. If they were able to get trade Randall and like, I don't know, uh, two first-round picks for Zion, I would fucking do it. I would take okay, the chance. Okay, yeah. Look, yeah, it, it depends what it is. The thing is, I mean, you're talking about a guy that came into the league as a generational talent, right? I don't think that deal is going to get it done. I don't know. I mean, took, we don't yeah, know. Well, of course, I would do. I would do that. He's got all these issues. Our team's going to want him. He's got all these issues, and you can't tell me that that he's faking all this or or this is something he's doing to to force his way out of New Orleans. That no, no way. No, you don't. The, the, well, he's definitely not, not at his age. Being fat, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, some people think James Harden faked being fat. To get off, well, yeah, he, didn't say, yeah, he was different. fat. He remember? got fat though to push his way out. Yeah, but remember, he they, like he, he got also to, played he got bad to on Brooklyn, purpose. and he was all of a sudden like not. Yeah, well, he also scored four points in his last game as a net because of his hammy, and then you know averaged like thirty points, fifteen assists, and eight boards in his yeah, first yeah. two games. Looks great. In Philly, Sixers so. look yeah. like fuck, they could win it all. Fuck James Harden. I mean, James Harden's a he's a dog. Well, fuck that, dude. I, I I'm you know what Nets versus the Sixers. Without a doubt, I'll, I'll buy a fucking Sixers jersey for that game. I have I have an update on Zion, by the way, in the news. Great, okay. can't wait. So, guys, Ralph, Ralph, this week's Ralph. We have been a couple weeks without Ralph, so this is exciting. Is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Barry, give it to us. Well, Craig, tons of people take multivitamins, mm. but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing seventy-five high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to start your day right. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one grain of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, here's Ralph. This is Ralph. For, before the Heat-Knicks game, 
I'm here with my mother-in-law getting ready to watch it. We haven't seen basketball in a long time. Knicks are off to a good start. Hopefully they can keep it up. Oh, no. I hope Grimes is okay. We didn't need that. Yay! He finally got through to him. Let's see what he does. RJ in his office with 30. Knicks down by 10. Well, RJ Barrett had a good game, but the Knicks still lost. Anything you want to add, Janie? It was a dog fight. Mama? Still enjoyed watching the Knicks. <laughs> Good night, y'all. <laughs> Knicks and 76ers. <laughs> Ralph and Janie here getting ready to see what happens. Go Knicks. And James Harden. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Great that Tibbs is finally playing Jericho, but gosh, I wish they'd... Learn how to make the free throws. We'd have the lead. It's halftime. We're losing to the Sixers by nine. I'm going to go for a walk, and I'll finish the game later. Back from my walk. It's close in the third. We'll see what happens. Well, it was a good game, but the result's the same. As the tank rolls on and on. Oh, well. Westchester next win! <laughs> Time for the regular Knicks to start McBride. He can do it all. This is Ralph before the second Knicks and 76ers game. Same old lineup. We want McBride, dang it. Someone needs to get in Thibodeau's face. Well, Knicks ahead by eight after one. Let's see how it goes. Robinson blocks and beats. I thought that was exciting. Beats down to seven at halftime. Here we go again. Well, we lost, but at least we got to see McBride a little bit. And Ryan, whatever name. I check around the round. Good night. So wait, I mean, so did he say his wife's mom? So Janie's mom was there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, his mother-in-law. I mean, Ralph is leaving. Now he's walking out of Knicks games to go for a walk. It's so fucking bad. Well, it's way yeah. more productive, correct? Got to go clear your head sometimes. And it's good for your health. It's better for your health than watching the Knicks play. I can't imagine what's what's good for your health watching the Knicks play with your wife and your mother-in-law. Like, <laughs> fucking, you think it's a hard uh, Knicks life now? I mean, think that, about watching. That is a trio. <laughs> that, I don't care that's who, a trio. I don't care who the fuck your wife or your mother-in-law is. Try watching the Knicks with your wife and your fucking mother-in-law. <laughs> Try it. Try it. Ralph, how the fuck do you do that? You're a fucking god, man. Can you imagine? No. <laughs> I'd, I'd rather no. not imagine what that I'd rather like. fucking die, I think, than do that. <laughs> uh, that's crazy. All right, y'all hear that music. It is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the Crumb Cake game. Give us that sexy music, Randy. Mm. This is the music that has reinvigorated. Put a little juice back in Blandy's. You know. All right, so we got a new month here, boys. New month. Oh, yeah. March. Needs a new cake. A whole new thing to describe, to talk about, to imagine picture in your mind and this month <laughs> oh we are combining a few things that men love yeah we're talking about crumb cake of course 
But this month we're talking about the Brooklyn Danny Boy Crumb Cake. This is made out of fresh buttermilk, real Belgian chocolate, but the kicker on top, a smooth, stout beer. You've got a mountain of plump crumbs infused with Irish cream for a slight kick. So we're talking about crumb cake, we're talking about cream, and we're talking about beer. If that's not a great combination, I don't know what is. Mm. What did, let me ask you a question, Blandy. What's it like mm-hmm. when you're fucking one, the same crumb cake for a month, and then you get that new one at the start of the next month? Like, I mean, it's like heaven, you know? Like trying to be a monogamous with crumb cake, mm. it's just not meant to be. It's not meant to be. <laughs> All right, guys. From holiday gift boxes to the world-famous Crumpkins, they even have a Crumb Cake of the Month subscription. You can get for three, six, or 12 months. Go to ClarksonAvCrumb.com. Use promo code HARDNICKSLIFE for 23% off your order. Beautiful. No problem. Do what I can. So really quick, we're just going to do a quick run-through. First off, let's start with the Nets. Why not? Because this is a Nets podcast, right? And we always talk so much about the Nets. So uh, March 7th, the uh, New York City uh, vaccine mandate to get into places more than likely will no longer um, be uh, valid. Eric Adams, Mayor Eric Adams, was talking about that the other day. You will not need a mask uh, or be able to prove... um, vaccination to get in. However, the private sector mandate to be employed and to be at work in the city will still be in effect. So Kyrie will now be able to go and watch the Nets at the Barclays, but will still not be allowed to play for the Nets at the Barclays. Uh, Does it make any sense? No, we've talked about that how many times. It makes absolutely no sense. But until they take that mandate away, he still will not be able to play uh, home games for the Nets. I understand the, the the law, you know, and the mandate where it's like, okay, you know, you're a city worker, you're a teacher, you're in the health field, but it's like a basketball player. And I know it's they don't want to change it now because you know they don't want to look like they're bending for a superstar. But come on, it's not like a government job or you know, like that. It's that for everybody. I mean, that's the thing. So no. yeah, they're they're afraid of what it's going to look like if they bend the rules for him. Yeah, it'll change. Uh, speaking of the Nets, Kevin Durant is back, or he was supposed to have been back for the game to tonight. Uh, he'd missed the last twenty one games. Back. He was. Oh, back. well, I don't. I haven't yeah. looked. I know that he was supposed to be back, but I haven't. He scored I haven't over thirty do. in a How loss. He, he scored oh. over thirty in a loss. They still lost. So they, they lost yeah, to again. to a to a Jimmy Butlerless Heat. Oh damn. Um. And uh, also with the Nets, it was announced today recently that uh, the last few hours actually that Joe Harris is going to have season-ending surgery on his left ankle, oh. uh, which is tough. But obviously, with the with the um, with them acquiring Seth Curry, it's not as big of a loss uh, as it would have been if they hadn't gotten uh, him from the from the Sixers. Uh, a couple other COVID things: Devin Booker is in COVID health and safety protocols. Uh, Victor Aladipo was supposed to be playing or supposed to be playing for the first time all year in the next couple of days for the Heat. And here's that update on Zion. The Pelicans put out a statement saying that his fractured right foot is showing signs of, in quotation marks, improved bone healing. 
close quotation marks. So you know what that means. What does that mean, Blanderson? It means he's still not going to play this fucking year. Okay. He's, he's not playing this year. But, but why they would put that out in an official statement, I mean, uh, what, what improved the bone healing. Yeah, yeah improved bone healing. Those are the exact words. I guess it's so they could say he, Zion Williamson's still alive. But they didn't want to say he's still alive, <laughs> yeah. so they'll give an update on his health. <laughs> Improved bone healing. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I heard apparently there's a new study that shows that there's a lot of – that there's bone healing uh, capabilities within Oreos. So maybe that's – maybe he's just eating a lot of that, Oreos. That's not, that's not right. Uh, two other quick things. Yesterday was the 60th anniversary of Will Chamberlain's 100-point game for the Sixers. And last – but not least here, I just thought this was an interesting little tidbit. Some Actually, it wasn't guy, for the Sixers, Blanderson. It was for Philadelphia. For the Warriors? What did I, what is, what did I say, the Sixers? It was Philadelphia something. Warriors? I don't even know. I just know it wasn't the Sixers. I would think the Warriors then. Uh, but a dude who bought a pair of tickets to Michael Jordan's first professional basketball game all the way back in 84 for $8.50 ended up going by himself. Uh, couldn't find anybody to go with him. And that unused ticket just sold at auction for $468,000. So a ticket he bought for eight bucks 30 some odd years ago, almost 40 years ago, sold at auction for $468,000. And that's the way the basketball bounces. Did you look that just, up, Barry? Yeah, yeah, you are correct. It is the Warriors. I was just looking at the standings. I want to see where Brooklyn is at. Dude, they're 32 and 32 now. Yeah. And they're only... They're in the 8th eight, eight seed right now. The Wizards are two and a half games behind them in the 11th seed. So if you want something to root for for the rest of the season, I don't know. I mean, it would be pretty fucking good if Brooklyn were to miss the playoffs altogether. They'd have to fall hard, though, to... I mean, not that not hard. I mean, playoffs at all. if they drop a couple games... They will be out. Yeah, but you would think with KD back now. That you that would think. Be an issue. You would think. But then again, who but, knows? Yeah, something for Knicks fans to hold on to here. At the end of the season. I mean, usually when the Knicks are done, I just root for like LeBron to lose in the playoffs. That just doesn't look like it's gonna fucking maybe happen this year anyway. <sighs> All right, guys. That's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dworkin. You can follow Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us. And if you fucking call us, Uncle Funkle, say hi to all of us. All right. Barry, what's the fucking number? 516-33-MESH-1. Remember, wherever you listen to the show, leave us some positive ratings and reviews. What else do we got here, guys? What's the upcoming schedule? Jay, does it fucking matter? How many losses are we going to lose this week? How many more well, do we have? We got a couple of late see. games, Craig. <sighs> yeah, cuz we're going out. We're going out. What? Oh gosh, we got at Phoenix tomorrow 10 p.m. at the Clippers on Sunday 10 p.m. Oh fuck. This at is when I wish on This Monday is when I wish we didn't do this fucking show. So we have, we have day, to watch these, these games. Are, this these is going to be torture. After, the day and after? remember, the next two, not only are we playing Phoenix and I mean and the Clippers, which isn't that bad, but both of them are, again, nationally televised. They're on ESPN. I can't it's watch like they, these games the day after, Barry. I can't do it. I, I, we're we're going to lose by... We're going to lose. And then you're able to watch a game knowing they lost the next day? 
I watch the game live knowing that they're going to lose. <laughs> <laughs> At least it's live. It's a fucking yeah. difference. Well, this no, this week coming up, I mean, the only we got Sacramento. We should be able to beat Sacramento. Other than that, it looks like a one in four week. I would think. Although, you know, again, the Clippers don't have Kawhi or Paul George. We beat them last time. So maybe two wins? I mean, if you look at that schedule, what's our record right now? 25 and 37? It's going to be a struggle just to get to 30, boys. Right now, right now on, on Tankathon, we have a 23% chance of getting in the top four. All right. Based on where we are. I'm fucking, I'm going for the tank, guys. Uh, I just want to ride up these standings the rest of the way. I want RJ to, I want RJ to get over 20 points a game, and I want a top five pick. That's it. There you well, go. 538 says we have a 0.2% chance of making the playoffs. So, there's that. What's Brooklyn's? Uh, let's see. Out of curiosity. The Nets are at... 80%. Chances of making the playoffs, they're at 57%. Oh, it's not that good. All right, guys. That's it. Let's fucking go to bed. All right? Uh, until next time, it is a hard... Knicks. Life. It's a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.